You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, with you for another late night edition, even if the Blue Jays played hours ago. Um, I had to do things like supper and cookies, which if you follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews, you saw the fruits of my labor, the cookies that were produced that my partner was very happy with it was actually like they're like molasses cookies and they use um her grandmother's old recipe and i don't want to say i nailed it but pretty sure i nailed it because you know i'm good at that so we are here now We are going to spend the second half talking about the newest member of the Blue Jays 40-man roster and all the joyful puns that are going to be available to the Blue Jays because of that. But I did want to discuss the game first. Um, The Blue Jays won a series in Tampa Bay, which is amazing. I legit cannot remember the last time they did that. And and to do so, primarily on their pitching, is pretty impressive. Um, That isn't to say that the bats didn't have their moments, and and today was no exception. It was a big day for some more maligned bats in that Blue Jay lineup. Randall Grichuk's back up to hitting 240 on the season with his solo shot, and then what ultimately proved to be the big blow for the Blue Jays was that two-run home run that Derek Fisher managed to power into the opposite field bleachers. And it it was not a subtle home run. Like, it went deep into those bleachers. And for Derek Fisher, I think that was... A, a desperately needed shot in the arm for his career to be able to go out there and do that and and produce and get someone home that ultimately ended up, you know, getting the Blue Jays a win because that's what the fans want to see from a guy that the front office has invested so much in, so much of its capita to get this guy. They need to see moments like that and and. Derek Fisher didn't have a good rest of the game, struck out every other time he was at bat, but he essentially got the sombrero with the feather in his cap with that home run. And the home run is what people are going to remember. And if you can start doing that on the regular and even just start making contact with the ball and being able to use his speed, that's going to endear himself a lot more quickly to the Blue Jays fan base. And, give him a better shot of of just sticking around without having the weight of that trade on his shoulders. So that was that was huge for Fisher. Again, huge for Gritchek. He's been heating up as well. It's like um 
think he's 10 for 25 now in the month of August, which is pretty good. You know, batting 400, always take that. But um, you can argue they weren't even the stars of the game today for Toronto. Um, I said that they beat the Rays because of their pitching. And today, surprisingly, was no exception. Um, Wilmer Font, the former Ray, comes out against his former team and strikes out five of the eight batters he faced. Um, sorry, five of the nine batters he faced. I forgot about Brousseau just sticking his elbow out in front of everything and getting plunked because that's what he do. Um, Font was very effective. And if the Blue Jays are going to keep using him in his opener role, then that is exactly what he needs to do. But the bigger story was what happened after Font gave way. So kind of lost in the whole trade deadline thing was the Blue Jays' acquisition of Brock Stewart, acquired off waivers from Los Angeles, and in what seems to be the Blue Jays' favorite method of acquiring new arms, as we've talked about repeatedly on this show, they're just churning the wheel to get new players in. Anyway, Brock Stewart, the latest one, the 27-year-old right-hander from Illinois. Um, he had an 18 ERA this season. He, he was lit up in three appearances for the Dodgers. It's why he was optioned. It's why he was available in the minors. And it's why, why they snapped him up when he was designated for assignment. But what Brock Stewart was able to do today was give the Blue Jays a much needed bit of relief in in the strictest sense of the word. Um, when he was called up to replace Yancy Diaz, I don't think people were expecting Stewart to be able to do something like this. Go four scoreless innings for Toronto and essentially save them from from a a scenario that was not palatable, especially considering Sam Gaviglio had to come out and pitch three innings to mitigate what Trent Thornton did in yesterday's game. But Stewart's coming out there not not with a lot of fanfare. Again, the Dodgers held on to him for a little bit, but I don't think anyone was expecting that. I mean, he was he was even less heralded than Nick Kingham when he came over. But Stewart was able to use his fastball effectively enough. It's it's kind of like a sinker, but not really. Um, but that fastball changeup combo was working. And it, it just kept Tampa Bay off balance all day. And it it was it was, I I hesitate to to give too much praise to Rock Stewart because this is this is the Hostile effect right here, and you know I say that because we remember last season when Mike Hostile essentially walked in off the street as a minor league free agent, then came in and pitched six shutout innings against Seattle with an opener. So. I, I don't want to say it's too much of a thing because we know what happened to Hoschild after that very brief stint in the major leagues. But 
you know, for one night, Brock Stewart was able to cut his ERA in half with his work and get the Blue Jays a win that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Because, like, Ken Giles went out there and didn't look like Ken Giles. That's the worrying thing from tonight. Ken Giles looked like he was pitching hurt. So that is something that's going to have to be monitored because, you know, the Blue Jays want to protect that investment. But who knows? They might be using Justin Schaefer there a bit more. They might put Ken Giles on the IL once Jordan Romano is ready to come back up. But um, I should mention Schaefer did very well. His ERA is down below two now. And he worked a clean outing, four outs, no fuss, no muss, which that's what we need to see out of Schaefer. He can't be walking batters every time. He's got to be able to have those clean innings if he wants to be considered for a late inning role. And Schaefer did that today. So congrats to him. But obviously Stewart had his day. We'll see if anything comes out of it, but I'm not expecting a lot out of a guy who entering today had a career ERA of 546 and and yeah tacking four innings onto that will drop it down to like 520 something but it was his moment in the sun so I hope he enjoyed it we're gonna talk about the newest Blue Jay right after this but just a reminder that this episode of Locked On Blue Jays is brought to you by Blue Chew Blue Chew is the number one option for people who want to increase their performance and get some extra confidence. Um, It's the first chewable pill with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it's going to work for you. You can take it whenever you want, day or night, even if you just ate like an entire bucket of KFC. And since it's chewable, it's going to work twice as fast, so you can be ready whenever you need to, because... The kernel is just that much of an aphrodisiac. So Bluetooth prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So you don't have to go to the doctor and you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. And you don't get those awkward glances from those those people who are like, yeah, you're getting turned on by Colonel Sanders. What's What's going on? Don't have to worry about that. And the pills are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly to your door, it's actually cheaper than going to the pharmacy, especially when you factor in gas, because gas is still silly right now. So right now, there's a special deal for listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com, you'll get your first shipment for free when you use a special promo code MLB. You just got to pay the $5 in shipping. So again, that's blue as in Blue Jays, Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it for free. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are locked on Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are back after I just slammed like an entire glass of water. So if you want a window into what AJ does during the ad break, there you go. I pound water. So, um... It's possible that the Blue Jays pitching staff may be able to walk on water 
very soon given they have turned to the deities above for their newest pitcher, acquiring former Arizona Diamondback Zach Godley off of waivers today. Um, Zach Godley is basically Nick Kingham with an upgrade in both results and in punability. Um, Godley doesn't have the best stats this year, obviously. 639 ERA in 27 games for Arizona. He started nine of those. So Godley's been, like we said, like Nick Kingham, kind of stuck in that starter reliever purgatory, and the Diamondbacks kept shifting him back and forth. But what probably attracted the Blue Jays was Godley's 2017 and 2018 campaigns where he won a combined 23 games and made 59 starts for Arizona in those two years. He was primarily a starter. He pitched 178 and a third innings last season and was effective enough to get 15 wins despite a 474 ERA. But his fielding independent pitching is still good both years. He was under four. So basically, he has a better resume than Aaron Sanchez did at the point when he was traded. Um, and again, I think a lot of Godley's struggles can be traced to a problem that another Blue Jay had when he wasn't very effective, and that was Joe Biagini, in that Godley did not know his role with Arizona. The Blue Jays have acquired him. I am certain he's going to be activated pretty quickly, which I am sorry, Buddy Bushiers, but it's looking like the end of the line for you, bud. Godley will likely be activated and moved into that fifth rotation spot that we've seen used today with Wilmer Font and Brock Stewart. They'll probably expect Godley to stay in there for the rest of the season and build his arm strength back up since, again, Arizona has just been shuttling him back and forth. He hasn't had an outing longer than six innings this season. So he'll probably be asked to do like four innings, five innings, just, again, give something in that rotation and, and actually serve as a veteran presence. Because despite having three years of control remaining on him, he doesn't get to be a free agent until like 2023. He's 29, and that makes him the veteran on the staff. So he'll be expected to kind of help out in that regard. Now, some tidbits about Godley just going into this. He has a pretty vast repertoire. He, he relies mostly on a sinker-curveball combo that is supposed to generate a lot of ground balls. So you can see a pattern with the Blue Jays and the types of pitchers they're acquiring. The problem is this year, they've particularly not been staying on the ground. He's given up 12 home runs in 76 innings this season, well on pace for a new career high in that regard. So there wasn't a lot of effectiveness from his sinker or his curveball. And obviously that that's a problem. He also works in a cutter that, you know, is all right. And then a change up as well. So he, he's a 
pitcher who relies a lot on deception. Problem is he wasn't deceiving a lot. And then the other problem with Godley is he can be wild. In that 2018 campaign that we mentioned, where he won 15 games, he actually led the majors in wild pitches with 17 and led the National League in hit batters with 12. So he has a tendency to go a little wild. However, he also struck out 185 batters in that season, and that's a pretty nice number. So obviously the Blue Jays want to attempt to work with him and try and get that breaking stuff back in order. It will be very interesting to see if they can actually do that with Godley. But that will be key to his success. And and again, if they give him that rotation role, if they let him stick it out there, and if they think he can be a better pitcher than Aaron Sanchez, then, you know, that's going to be the end goal for him. And if they, if they can get him back into some kind of rhythm where he can be even close to effective as he was in the previous two seasons, I mean, they'll take that as a win right now. And... And they will consider themselves gods among men if they can turn Zach Godley back around. And I'm, I'm going to save some of the other puns because I have a feeling I'll need them in the future. Just, you know, um, I'm looking forward to, to the whole, is this your God line? Let's say that. If, if he struggles in his first outing with the Blue Jays, you know I'm going, is this... Is this a god? Is this your god? You know, that sort of thing. So hopefully, when people ask Zach if he's a pitching god, he answers yes. All right, I swear that's the last one. I, I swear. Okay. All right. Moving on. That brings us to the end of this podcast. So if you want more tidbits from me, or you want to figure out how I made those tasty looking cookies that you saw on the internet, you're probably already following me on Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. And yeah, I'll, I can tell you, I mean, I'm not sure you can execute as well as I did, but I'm, I have, know what? I have faith in you. Actually. I think you can, I, I managed to do it. So you're probably all right. Um, subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts, you can find Locked on Jays. Um, so make sure you're subscribed to that so you don't miss an episode. Um, follow it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Locked on Jays. And yeah, we will do this again because the, the Yankees are coming up again and they keep rolling on despite having half their roster on the disabled list so that'll be fun that will be fun you know at least it's in the roger center at least we don't have to take this team back to the band box just yet so we'll probably talk about that tomorrow but until then for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network, and for everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, or tonight's episode, or the next day's episode. Whenever you're listening to it, we thank you. 
and you take care.